everybody. Welcome to 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray. I'm Kim. And I'm Kyle, and I wish I wore black pants to this podcast in case I shit myself. <laughs> well, you know, we thought that Gino just couldn't ejaculate, but now we realized he just had to get peed on in a rented jacuzzi, and everything's yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah. Just have to piss in a total stranger's Airbnb jacuzzi <laughs> all over his chest. And then he can ejaculate. Is, yep. Isn't life grand? Isn't the um, isn't the human experience just awe-inspiring to behold, Kim? This show, you know, it it, it never ceases to surprise us. It, a lot of shitting and pissing. Uh, it's every themes. episode. It's yeah. every episode. It's almost every couple. I mean, we begin the episode <laughs> with Gino violently <laughs> shitting his pants from bean dip. <laughs> Statler's about to shit herself, but that's mm-hmm. just Tuesday. Um, <laughs> oh, God. It's a, yeah, peeing on. How has Gino? I feel like Gino is a completely different person. Like, what happened? Did his jet lag resolve or something? Like, all of a sudden, he's talking about his diarrhea, like, very openly and letting Jasmine pee on him and, like, getting off. I just, I'm so confused about where this new man came from. <laughs> I uh, I just have a feeling that this is a little bit producer-driven because you can see, you can see they needed a couple good episodes but now Jasmine is going to blow up the entire thing, of course. Yeah, it seems like it's going that way. Gino, don't let Cousin Dana talk to Jasmine. This is a terrible idea. Go back, you- get another golden shower in the rented jacuzzi. Just Who is disinfecting this thing? I have had a staunch opposition to hot tubs and jacuzzis and this is why unless you own it don't get in there you don't know what's happening in there kim kim has always been if you are a long time listener of the podcast been very anti-hot tub you've been a bad girl (laughs) oh man oh i it makes me so happy baby that you ejaculate for the first time it's That's all coming. it took. It, it only took like 12 fetishes combined <laughs> into one for you to fucking not. <laughs> I really am like, did they did they offer him a bonus? Were they like, Gino, throw you another grant. <laughs> a production bonus just, for coming? <laughs> for Just like get into it for a while, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's basically like if you win the Super Bowl and you get a ring, you get a $250,000 bonus, you know. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, that that's pretty great. Yeah. Maybe we should focus on winning the Super Bowl instead of watching this the show was, and talking about it. This was Gino's Super Bowl, Kim. <laughs> um, I loved Diana. I mean, Rosman and Amanda's storyline has been so boring so far, but Diana is like spot on. She's like calling it like she sees it. Amanda's pissed, but too timid to really say anything. I enjoyed that. And Amanda just keeps getting worse. Just keeps getting worse. I can't read anything. You're in another country. Seriously. Like, yes, Amanda, you can't read anything. Jesus. God. Jesus. Why are we at a restaurant if I can't read? Like, he'll order something for you. Calm down. (sighs) She's so fucking annoying. And maybe it's because I've been learning. I've been like doing Duolingo Italian for like three months (laughs) to get ready for this trip. I'm just so irritated that she's going on TV and like, I don't like it. Does nobody expects her to learn a bunch of Romanian necessarily? I don't think, but Fucking like she's surprised that the restaurant, the traditional Romanian restaurant right. isn't catering to her by having an English menu. Yeah, she's. You're going to shut the real- fuck up and eat the king of sheep meal <laughs> and you're going to like it. I mean, this is just not. Uh, I, oh, well, I'll save it. So. I do have a question about like Tyre and whoever the PI was that he hired. The PI told him that the scammer might be working with with Carmela, and I'm like, dude, why? 
In order to scam, there must be money involved to take advantage of. There is no money here. Like, we've already speculated what was this Christian guy was putting in, like, a lot of hours to get 50 bucks a month. So, like, unless there's some pot of money that we haven't learned about yet, which I don't think there is. I don't think Tyree has any money. Like, what? this makes no sense. Why in the fuck would a scammer from another country partner up with a random <gasps> escort in Denver and be like, yeah, we're going to get, we're going to get Tyre. It makes <laughs> we, no We need to split sense. it down the middle. 50, 50. This is a great business arrangement. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, let, let's you want to start with sadness you want to start with amanda and rasvin sure let's start with Why sadness yeah. and, and, and just general uh contempt you know god she hates being there i can't i can't believe no, she's in Kim, romania for she, three weeks she left her kids so she obviously loves him obviously does she, does she know what love means <laughs> like it's just when she's like i love him very much diana the friend calls us out immediately she's like uh are you sure because you look like you hate him and everything around you and i'm like thank you i have i have a weird theory like what if her conception of love because she's only been with her dead husband jason if she doesn't feel the same way about rasven as she did her ex that does that mean she's not in love because she's only ever been with one dude her whole life maybe that's maybe she's literally comparing directly apples to apples you're right i mean it takes a, somebody you're married to for like 10 years or somebody you've been with for 10 years like it's just a different level of you're basically the same person than, yeah i don't know i just rasven opening up though Rasvin just looks so exasperated and he's exhausted. Like, he's like, I'm trying my best. I'm going to try to take her to a dinner, a nice date. Uh, I feel bad that Amanda lost a whole week, like arguing like the whole first week. The, they're not having sex, right? Or even hooking up. No, no. Well, she's still on her period, Kim. So, oh my God, she's going to be on her period for the rest of this trip. Um, it just seems like she's losing trust over time instead of gaining trust. It's so confusing how she claims that everything he says she's never heard before. She had no yeah. idea that he wanted kids. She had no idea he wanted to come to America, which seems bananas. Completely I, absurd sounding. He Well, even Rasvin is like... That's not true. And I kind of believe him. Now, I don't know. Do you believe Rasmus when he's like, I told you that my dream was to go to the U.S.? So here's the thing. On these shows, when someone has a secret or someone has something big and they're nervous about it, we get like seven episodes of ITMs, unless it's UK, of course. Which yeah. it just all happens like instantaneously. There's yeah. 10 episodes of ITMs and anxieties and meeting with the friend and talking with friends and just figuring out how am I going to like Statler's a good example. Like, how am I going to tell her I want to move in? We've never had any of that with Rasvin. 
Yeah. He has he just lets this drop because it's just a part of his motivation that he doesn't even need to be worried about because I really do think in his mind, of course she knows this. I've told her a thousand times. He has no anxiety about talking about it until yeah. she freaks out and he's like, wait, what? What are you talking about? Like, of course I want to come to America, but that's not, I think he does like a reason. I mean, at that point, the only thing you can really do is like really try to assure someone that you're not dating them for that reason. And I, you know, what else is he supposed to say? Yeah. I mean, he's not dating her for her personality. That's for sure. And it's also like, I hate that she says, you know, he, he, him wanting to come to America is a red flag. Well, really? So are if, you going to move to Romania? Cause like uh, that, I don't think so. And that, that's such a duplicitous, weird statement. Like, why is it a red flag? It's only a red flag because moving to America is good. So why is it weird that he would want to move to America? Right. That's, it's just, she just wants to save face or cause drama. Or she wants excuses to say, I don't trust you, which is a way for her to exert control over him. Whenever she says, I don't trust you, it just means that you're going to do what I fucking say. And maybe I'll trust you and maybe you can get your dick wet. Yeah. She just wants a reason to complain and like a justification for her (laughs) disagreeableness. Right. Yeah. I mean, just this this date is so intolerable. I mean, they don't even show much of it. It looks awesome. This traditional Romanian restaurant. And she immediately complains. She can't read the menu. And then he dude, this dude is doing work. He is working overtime. This guy is working harder than Chad's dates on Dick me abroad. He is working so hard to make her laugh with these animal noises. And I mean, she is laughing a little bit, but it's, it's rough. I felt bad for him. He he talks about how his family lives in Croatia. And he's like, well, I think they'll like her. But I'm also worried she'll be a pain in the fucking ass. I know. He's like, I think my family will like her if she's not a bitch when she meets Yeah, them. she's not a horrible, <laughs> horrible bitch who won't even fucking touch my hand. Um, <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, I, I have I mean, to be I, cautious and know your intentions. Like he's never hit his intentions, like ever. No. What do you think his intentions are? Bang her a lot, fire out a kid, and yeah. move to fucking Lexington. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Amanda's like, there's just so much at stake. I'm like, you have allowed him to develop a relationship with your kids over video. And you somehow knew that. And like the the whole thing about her being surprised he wants to move to the U.S. makes no fucking sense. Because what if he said, I never want to move to the U.S.? Well, then the relationship's fucking over anyway. Right. Or she would be mad about it. She'd be like, right. Well, I never uh, knew that. uh, well, if you don't want to move to the U.S., I'm going to storm off like Chad and be like, what's the <laughs> point of this? I'm almost 40. You've already met my kids and now you're never going to come. What's the point of this? Exactly. That would be the narrative. She just wants to be angry. Right. Which, you know, I mean, sometimes I like being angry, too, because it's fun and satisfying. Clearly, clearly but, we, we, we feel that way. <laughs> but, But, like... This poor guy has endured a lot. I can't believe I am like defending Rosman here. This guy is like a TikTok like fuck boy, but he is really he should, likable. You should just say like the guy just needs to stop this and go like is Dempsey bisexual? Go go talk to Dempsey. Oh, I don't know if she is cuz she has yeah, that hot friend Ben. I think yeah, she would have, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he owns a farm. It's a pretty cool one. So I would go for Ben before Rosvin myself. Just go live uh, on the farm. Like, no romance needed. Just go live on the farm. Be the bartender. You're going to meet someone in 10 minutes better than this yeah. girl. <laughs> what if my mother cooks you a pork brain? What? What? Well, I would just have to uh, 
politely decline. She's not going to be able to. Oh, I just realized she's a vegan, isn't she? Uh, uh, no, I don't think so. But there's some. She's the. She has like 25 dietary restrictions. Remember, but they're all like kind of all over the place. But I don't think she's a vegan. What's she going to eat? First at this restaurant, it's traditional Romanian because everything is meat. And then secondly, at his parents' house. So they're going to Croatia to meet his parents? No, there's no way. I don't think so. Well, then, um, you know, after last night, they still haven't talked, which is great. Uh, she's, She's still mad at him for wanting to come to America. Really stupid. So Rasmin has, uh, this is a pretty dumb idea on his part. Pretty dumb to uh, invite her to a pool party with all your hot friends. Yeah, but <laughs> it's not. such good TV. Thank you, Rasmin. I know, we appreciate I know, it. But Rasmin, like, poor, poor choice. Yeah, it was a poor choice. I mean, but she the way that she talks about this Diana and her bikini... She is wearing a thong bikini at a pool. That whore. What? You're in Europe, dude. And like, she's also wearing a cover up. It's not that big of a deal. Also, Amanda, you could have worn a swimsuit. She acts like she's like a 12 year old who just got her period. And so she can't be in a (laughs) swimsuit. It's so confusing. Like, aren't there like. Three weeks where you could be outside swimming in a pool in Romania. I don't really know the Probably. Romanian weather, but no, me neither. But, um, God, like who fucking cares? I mean, Amanda can't even look at these women, she can't even make eye contact because she's so irritated and I don't know, like intimidated. I don't know why she feels she like she is in competition with these women. Yeah, she really does. And I think that Amanda is used to being what she sees as like the most traditionally attractive woman in the room. The hottest shit. Yeah. And so she's like, if I'm not the hot one at the party, I don't want to be there. Yeah. But she's not, she's in like jeans or like jean shorts. I'm like, why didn't he tell her to wear a swimsuit? Stop using your peer. Like, it's like she goes into the red tent for a week every month. Like, (laughs) dude, just you can function on your peer. There are like female surgeons that do heart surgeries while they're on their period. Like what? You can't wear a a bikini. I don't I don't don't understand. Kim, I don't believe a word you're saying. Did you just see the Barbie movie again or something? (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) It's just so confusing. Like yeah. we all have our period and and we function as normal humans. You can the, go swimming on your period and you can also have sex on your period. Just within public service announcement. Like <laughs> Jesus. Within f- like 2 seconds Diana says her eyes are filled with anger like a cat. diana reads this woman like a book i mean she really is like your mouth is saying you love him so much and your eyes are saying i'm gonna murder him and i'm never gonna i don't want to even be touched by this man i wonder if the producers just kind of gave her the rundown of how this trip has been going so far (laughs) it just says like here's some ammunition fire away I feel like they didn't even have to do that. Like any normal human can sense the vibe between the two. You don't need to be Claire cognizant to feel the vibes aren't great here. (laughs) Claire cognizant. Have you ever been at a restaurant where you can see a bad date happening at the table next to you? um, Oh, and we, oh, my wife and I pick up on those so quick and we talk about it the entire time and we spy on them the rest of the date and talk about how things are, how things have progressed the whole time. Seeing a very clear first date happening at a restaurant is like one of the best things that happens to married couples. I love it so much. It gives you something to gossip about that's low stakes that you can like whisper about and keep tabs on. It's like, it's, it's like reality TV unfolding in front of you. It's great. Uh, It's incredible. But that's, I feel like that's what's happening to Diana. (laughs) She says this is a toxic relationship. 
Um, you have the look of, I want to kill you right now. It's impossible to love someone in just six days. I agree with all of these statements. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they have been talking for a while, but apparently she knows fucking nothing about the guy. Nothing. And Amanda's assessment is, oh, Diana just wants to bang Rosvin. Yeah. Does she have a crush on him? Why does oh, she care? Please. Yeah. It's dumb. They've probably fucked, right? <laughs> I mean, I'd hope so. <laughs> They're both hot. I don't know. Like, I don't, they seem to be like friends, whatever. There's like yeah. other hot people there, too, that never speak to the camera. Right. She doesn't have a problem with them. No. Although she did kind of, I don't know. I think, I feel like she probably checked all the women in the room. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she's the up and down. You look up and down for sure. What? Okay. So we're on episode 10. Like, where do we go from here? There's been no positive feelings this entire time. Nothing. This is like a really bad lockup storyline where they hate (laughs) each other from minute one. And the guy is already banging six chicks out of prison. It's bad. Yeah, it's really bad. So I don't know. I don't know where we go from here, but Amanda's just like intolerable. And you can tell they've. I think Tyra's still around because Amanda and Rosvin were supposed to be like the premier couple and they just disappointed and they had to fill in time and space. Yeah. This could have been, if she was even 1% more introspective and kind of self-realized about why she's feeling the way she's feeling, maybe it would have been more interesting and you would have more empathy for her, but she can't admit that she's not ready for a relationship. And she makes it about him being bad yeah. and him doing all these bad things and him, him lying to me and making make I've never heard that before. And how dare you have a, a friend that's a female that has a bikini on instead of just being like, Jesus, I really thought I was ready, but um, I, I mean, I honestly think if the story was more about someone who jumped into dating too soon after the father of her kids passed away, it would be a little bit more, I mean, I think it would be more interesting, it would be harder to watch, but people would hate her a thousand times less for being honest about that. Yeah, it's true. Even, even with herself, she can't do it. I feel like people would sympathize with something like that. Yeah. Like, oh, I just I wanted to be ready. I really fucked up because it would be genuine and right. people can sense somebody that's not being genuine. So, yeah, I don't know. But maybe maybe people would still hate her because Rasmussen like genuinely seems like a decent man. He does. But, you know, that doesn't deserve this, but it's just doubly stupid now. Yeah. We are officially in legit summer, and I have always wanted to be that person in the neighborhood that had, like, the best flower beds. Like, the flower beds that you kind of stop and look at when you're on a walk, and they look so nice. I don't exactly have a green thumb, but my Lomi is helping me achieve my flower bed dreams. Now I turn my food waste into nutrient-rich dirt that I can feed to my plants and my garden. Now I have a Lomi. And it's changed the way that I think about my food waste. Lomi transforms my garbage into gold at the push of a button. It's a countertop electric composter that turns food scraps into dirt in under four hours. Now, I love composting. Plus, it's made my cooking at home even more fun. There's no food rotting in my garbage and smelling up my kitchen. And thanks to Lomi, I only have to take out the trash once a week. And it's a hassle-free, mess-free experience with no more disgusting leaking bags. I feel really good about using my Lomi because I learned that food waste makes up a huge portion of our personal carbon footprint. By reducing the amount of food that I send to the landfill, I'm helping do my part for the planet. All of my food scraps, plant clippings, and even those leftovers I forgot in the back of the refrigerator that are like two weeks old, go back into my flower beds and my garden. That means that it's not going to landfills and producing methane gas. So I get to help the environment and also at the same time, I'm making my life easier. And the Lomi's not very big. It's very silent. Um, it doesn't smell at all. And it sits on my countertop. It's about the size of a crock pot. Whether you want to start making a positive environmental impact or just grow a beautiful garden and have the best flower beds in the neighborhood like me, Lomi is perfect for you. Head to Lomi.com slash cray and use the promo code cray to get $50 off your Lomi. That's 
$50 off when you head to lomi.com slash cray cray. That's C-R-A-Y, C-R-A-Y, and use promo code cray cray at checkout. Thank you so much, Lomi, for sponsoring this episode. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Kyle, I'm going to make a, a crazy suggestion that we cover Uh-oh. Christian and Cleo next. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. You're going, you're I going mean, <laughs> buck wild over here. <clears throat> I just want to get this out of the way and keep the ridiculousness for the end because this was oh, explosive. I mean. Anytime look, that the producers are directly involved. Yes. Shit has gone. Shit has gone sideways. We have broken the fourth wall. Yeah. Nobody knows what to do. It's never good. Abort. Abort mission. <laughs> like, like every time whoa. it's happened on this season, Tyre getting informed, yeah. uh, Sheila and David with production Oof. and people Oof. fucking dying. And production is like the weird intermediary thing that uh, it's it's never good. It's not good. So. I do like that, like, Cleo's like, I'm going to, to my lecture today, and Christian, you're on your own. And she first goes to have a delicious chai latte with her friend Jane. Jane is extremely down to earth, seems like a very normal human that should never have been susceptible to this show or its production. But Or put in the middle of this because of no. Christian being a douche. It looks like she's going to be there next week, too, when they actually sit down to talk about this. I think that so Cleo asked her to go back to the Airbnb to mediate, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, that's rough. That's rough. So I, I think mean, I mean she my, thinks she knows this is going to be like horrifically confrontational, and she's just gonna her her anxiety is going to be really bad. So it makes sense why. But that's a really good friend right there. She Jane seems like an excellent friend. She meets her for the coffee to film, and then later meets her in a moment of crisis. And like I, there were three scenes. There was the coffee scene. There was the distress scene. And, oh, maybe there were only two, but there in the first scene, it was like alarm bells were going off, but they were, it was like, wait, am I understanding this correctly? You know, it sounds like Christian saying they didn't have sex because they're interviewing him independently in her, in the Airbnb. And then separately, they have Cleo and Jane talking about how they did have sex. And I was like, oh, what's, what's happening here? Well, what's your, yeah, what's your, I guess after the first scene, you could maybe chalk this up. If you're, if you're very optimistic, you could maybe chalk this up to like, okay, how do you define sex? Right. Um, Cleo says very definitively, no ambiguity. We had sex last night. It was romantic. It was passionate. She felt like it was making love. That's a, that's a big statement to make. And apparently, like, they had discussed whether or not they were going to talk about it with production. So several, like, gates had been passed through here to make that big of a statement. It's not, there's not a lot of ambiguity. And then Christian saying, well, we hooked up, but it wasn't sex. But there are a few bases. No home run. But we're still working on that. Okay, well, just sounds like maybe a went down on each other i don't know but so i guess what i'm saying is like after the first scene it's still not looking good but maybe this isn't a total dumpster fire and then it just like oh god yeah the way that the the differences and how they described the night i mean cleo's saying oh you know we turned off the lights i thought we were just gonna go to bed and he started kissing her cheek. They took it to the next level. I love it when people say that. And I was really surprised. I was like, he was very much opposed to getting physical. And 
putting his digging in his heels that he would not make the first move. And then immediately when the lights go out, he makes the first move. And she said it felt very natural. He wasn't awkward about it at all. And so, I mean, if we take Cleo's word for it, they like had a great like physical connection and night together banging. And then Christian says, he's so awkward when they interview him. You know, you can tell like, the gears are turning because he's the, the problem with Christian's decision making. Besides him being like an asshole, maybe a little bit bigoted. I don't know. Like he's too aware of how he's going to look on camera. Yeah, that's the problem. Like, that's why, like, he's so fucking infuriating to watch because you can never tell if he's being genuine or not. And He's not being genuine when he's on camera with Cleo. It's like that much is like so incredibly clear because it seems like he actually does want to pursue a physical relationship. Maybe I'm wrong though. Maybe it happened and now he's freaking out because he felt like he took it too far. I don't know. Like he just is so aware of what other people, like his bigoted fucking family, will think of him. And you can't trust anything he says. And he's just. He's thinking about himself and his own reputation over this like human being who is really, really fucking putting herself out there on TV. And so this is like a big emotional risk for Cleo to go on yeah. the show. I mean, she's she really, I think, is even risking her safety because there's so many fucking creeps out there that um, don't know that they fetishize trans women and they're there's fucking stalkers. Like this is there's hate. Really hard There's a lot her. of hate too. That's the reality. There's a lot of hate. So much hatred. And what does he do? He just ma- he makes it about himself and his own reputation. It was just such a weird move to call her after he does his interview with production, where they're just yeah, uh, watching maybe, him. Do- maybe maybe we don't talk about it because i don't know for, like, for I, you yeah. though cleo for your benefit we don't for, talk it's about for it you. yeah jane picked that out immediately she was like uh uh-huh. he's worried about himself and i'm like yeah yep. but he yeah he says he just doesn't even look like when production asks him about it he's like well a bit the bullet i just made the first move and he he looks like he was forced into it you know he, he doesn't look happy about it He looks solemn and he just says, we hit a couple of bases, but no home run. (laughs) Cleo feels that Christian doesn't want his family to know. And that's why he's lying about it. And by keeping it vague, he's still going to run with whatever narrative he wants to. What is what is not that we really need to pursue this fucking baseball analogy more oh than God. we than I we already have but like what does second base even mean I, I like it's know. always vague to me like i don't know if that means like you get to play with some titties or there's no, a hand job or first. something i think second base is like hand job slash fingering i can't believe i'm talking about this <laughs> this is what we're doing <laughs> This is what Talk we're doing with our time. Pissing on people <laughs> and hand fingering and there's a lot of fingering this season happening. Oh wow. Yep. Yep. It 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 looks like I don't know, like the the look on his face in the preview, he looks like someone that has been caught. And so yeah. he feels which means that he feels ashamed, probably not about the lie, but about hooking up with her. It's it's awful. Um, anyway, I'm glad we could get through them. <laughs> so we can talk well, about the other ridiculousness that happened. I, I don't know well, what else Misha, to say. Though, I think, the, do you want to talk about Misha ahead. real quick? Because like nothing happened in this scene at all. Yeah, but I, can we stretch it out? Because like she is the funniest one. But this isn't funny. No, there's nothing funny. Can't. She just like buys his bullshit apology. And then um, I've been brought back to center. Like, really? You have? Okay. I felt really bad for her that she couldn't find coffee. (laughs) This entire scene is basically just a lesson in sunk cost fallacy. 
she admits straight up the only reason that she's even speaking to him at all is because it's been seven years of talking. But you yeah. kind of can see like his. Uh, is there any doubt about what his true character is at this point? Did we see the fight that they're referencing? I mean, she Man, opens up by saying this is the biggest fight we've ever had. And I'm like, when was the last time we saw you? What were you fighting about? I can't remember. I Yeah, that's a good question. Like, was the fight that they had last episode they were on on camera? I'm looking through like they had a fight about. Yeah, they had a pretty bad fight where he's like, what do you want? Hugs. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was about him being a total dick to her in front of his friends. They didn't really recap it, which I'm surprised about. Usually they give you the entire, like, rundown of what happened. I know, Um, yeah. uh, And he, though, that was when he said he was like Jesus on the cross. (laughs) Oh, that's right. That's right. That was... (laughs) There were some funny one-liners in there, uh, despite the fight. But I, she's also talking to a producer in her pajamas outside in the beginning of the scene, saying that she's feeling depleted of hope. Whenever they're talking to a producer and they show it, it's never good. It's never good. But what do you want me to do, Misha? How can I fix it? She, I like how she asked, do you know, even know what the problem is? Because I don't think he does. I know this reminded me of when TJ on the other way comes in and he's like, Hey, good morning. How do you feel? And she's like, uh, (laughs) we screamed at each other. And then you left and talked to your family and left me up here cold with mosquitoes and no running water. So I'm not great. (laughs) If you're not watching the other way, you're really missing out. Yeah, it was, uh, it was shitty. And Nicola, all he says is that he needs to be more gentle and more sweet. And then he, he talks about how much he loves the way that Misha loves God. That's, it all kind of just comes back to that every time, doesn't it? It's great. It's great. And he doesn't, you know, the like, I guess, yeah, you do need to be more gentle and sweet. But it just feels like a personality band-aid yeah you know it's it's like um it sounds like he's saying i need to i need to be more just superficially yes ma'am i don't know like yeah he's not gonna really understand her feelings or i just feel like they were like prayer partners and that's how they bonded and now they have to like understand each other Right. It's not going to work. He doesn't like know the, what to, he's never talked to a woman besides his mother. Right. I mean, the core, the core value that it seems like he's missing is that women are people <laughs> that are worthy of <laughs> equality and respect. Yes. Right. And being gentle. Yeah. Being <laughs> gentle and compassionate and affectionate flows forth from that core value right (laughs) you can't teach him that at his age i should say obviously we can teach humans that but yeah he's just like you're beautiful i'm crazy about you god will give us the grace god will know what's best oh there's the church bell that must mean i'm saying the truth misha this is just one of those guys that um you know he leaves it in god's hands so i don't have to change or do anything it's really what it boils down to I've never understood. I just, I still don't understand the. It's 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 all God's plan, and so I literally have to do fucking nothing. Is yeah. is kind of what he just keeps telling Misha without saying it. I think so. Kind of sucks. Yeah. Um. <laughs> You want to talk? Uh, I, I, there's oh, nothing ahead. else. This is just one. No, scene. I, I know it was one scene. It's very short and it was dumb. I want to see more clubbing. I want to see more Nicola. <laughs> there was a scene that they teased that was like Nicola saying, "Well, I know how to please a woman," and we're like, "What?" <laughs> I want to see that scene. They're like covered in mud. <sighs> yeah. 
great stuff. Um, let's Statler and Dempsey, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Overall, seems to be going well. Which they seem to be into each other. I don't know. I mean, this is the thing is she she doesn't understand how a progression of a relationship works, <laughs> right? I know, um, I know. It's I know. Been like and three I, days, lady. She's like, the next step is that I have to tell her I love her. I'm like, no, you do not need to do that right now. But this is the thing, like, we forget. I know people like really hate Statler. And like I don't, I don't care like what your opinion of her is. I do like we we learn all these facts about people in their intro package, like the first episode, and then we forget immediately. Like she, all she really talked about, I mean, she talked about her ADHD a little bit, but what she mainly talked about was being adopted and you know never having known her parents and that feeling of abandonment. And her brothers were the golden children, and she struggled in school because she had ADHD, so she was never good enough and didn't live up to the expectations of her family. And her brothers were perfect, and um, I think that plays a lot into her wanting attention. And trying to make other people laugh and trying to be liked and, you know, kind of seeking that love. It, it just seems like it stems from all of that stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, she, I think that she's desperate to start her own family unit because yeah. every other family has rejected her. Uh, she's very low. She, I don't know if she's in complete no contact, but she's definitely low contact with her adoptive family. So, I mean, we don't know that, but that's, I would say that's speculation. I wouldn't. We, we don't but know anyway, that. They didn't talk about that on the show is what I'm saying. What we have, what we don't have to speculate about is that Sattler probably smells terrible because she's still, <laughs> they've been banging for three days and she still hasn't bathed Kim. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Um, Dude. Like at even, that point, oh. like. Go into the fucking community center or the lobby of the hotel and wash your nether regions. Wash, wash your ass and vagina with the hot water in the sink. For the love of God. Get some wet wipes, man. Like, Something. just make sure it's disinfected. I don't yeah. know. You have a parasite and you still haven't <laughs> washed your body. Supposedly. I mean, taking a cold shower is hard. I agree with Dempsey. It is good for you, but it is hard. And I, I kind of, yeah, I think there's a lot of people, like people are like, she's complaining. And yeah, she is complaining. But you I wouldn't think fucking almost, do it either. No, it is hard to take an ice cold shower. And yeah. that water, I would assume, is ice cold. It is Northern England in the winter. Yeah. It's not like it's lukewarm. It is ice cold. And oh, yeah. people like I've done like the cold shower thing before and I had to work up to it. I'm talking 30 seconds at a time over weeks and months. And so that's and this, rough. This, she washed her hair. This wow. scene, I think, I think this scene does a important thing, which is to kind of show once again, that while a lot of people would perceive Statler freaking out about the shower and screaming as being annoying and cringy dempsey thinks it's hilarious yeah dempsey's cracking up these two i think do have compatibility and even if even if you hate statler's guts like dempsey clearly does not so that's what makes me able to just kind of relax about them um and just try to find like more humor in it this, yeah, this is like an absurd this like this is an absurd couple that's hilarious to watch like th- there's no seriousness in this for me at all there are no stakes whatsoever i dempsey is laughing hysterically and screaming at her don't be a wuss yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I, I don't know. They they seem like they're having a really fun time. I trust Dempsey. That's the thing. I trust Dempsey right. 
She's very down to earth, very clear judgment, very clear in her ITMs that she needs to take it slower. She wants to take it slow. She recognizes that Statler has a habit of diving headfirst into things. It's not like she's being manipulated and doesn't know these facts. Like she knows very clearly the truths of her of Statler's past. And when this comes up inevitably she is going to reject her i don't think that she's gonna beat her i my my assumption i don't know this for sure but i kind of feel like she's not going to waffle on it or or have this like big uh existential crisis about whether she should accept statler into her trailer she's gonna be like uh no (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's gonna be a what are you talking about dude too fast and also like dempsey is not going to give up her lifestyle either she knows how good she has it she was very clear this is a healing place for her she loves her life i don't see her just like throw i mean the woman went to thailand for a month immediately prior to filming and did not give a fuck it didn't seem to affect her at all no she's like i'm not changing my plans yeah so i don't see this as a person that's going to just and again, it's not like Statler has a secret and hid her previous relationship with another English woman. She like talks about it almost too freely. Way too much. Way too <laughs> much. Like, maybe like use your inside voice. <laughs> but yeah. And I and, you know, another thing, like I don't I don't believe that Statler is love bombing. I think she is incapable of not knowing how to navigate a romantic relationship in a healthy way. But love bombing implies like an intent to manipulate, like gaslighting kind of, you know what I mean? Like yeah. she's behaving irrationally, but that's not out of like some kind of malice or manipulation. She just doesn't know how to deal with it. She feels things. It seems like she just feels things way too much like a teenage like a teenager, really. Yeah. She she She's really behaves like, like you're you're 16 and you have your first crush, you know, and you can't help yourself about how you're how you're feeling. And so you just have verbal diarrhea about it. Yeah. I mean, the way that she thinks that she tells Dempsey that she's in love with her is so strange. I mean, Ugh. she says, oh, to be in love when they're in the car to meet her dad. And and then later she mentions that and she says, well, I told her I loved her, but she didn't respond. I'm like, did you? Uh, Is that your way? Like, she doesn't even know how to communicate that basic of a thing. But you could tell, like, she's trying to be cutesy about it, but it's just weird and awkward and misunderstood. And she thought that she was testing the waters or dipping a toe in, but it landed like a lead balloon. <laughs> it was so bad. But I mean, and then another example, have you ever been to the English seaside Statler? And she like rattles off the names of five or six seaside towns she's been to. <laughs> Dempsey's like, oh, wow, that's that's a was lot. That when, was that when you were trying to bang that other girl? <laughs> yeah. And Dempsey even says something at one point, like Dempsey is is super emotionally intelligent. She says she does wonder if Statler's just looking to be in love or if she really likes her, which is just a valid concern. It is. And to put it more succinctly, like, is she just in love with being in love? That, yes, exactly. Yeah. Which, I mean, honestly, if Dempsey and Statler do break up, Dempsey is going to have a slew of people after her because I think she is probably the most beloved cast member in this season. Like every every lesbian in the UK that live that's living van life is going to show up on that farm <laughs> like the fucking bachelorette, you know, getting out of the limo. Shot. Yeah. Yeah. With, <laughs> yeah. They're going to bring flowers and chocolates and they're going to jump in the pool naked uh, to try to make a good first impression, you know? (laughs) Serious. All right. Let's finish with pissing and shitting and farting and bean dip. (laughs) What y'all are here for, you know? (laughs) Are you uh, entertained? (laughs) I mean, seriously, though. Gino, those beans are for a real man. Gino, 
I didn't know beans beans had like a masculinity rating attached to them, Jasmine. Seriously, we're the Gino, I'm tell Gino is cracking up like when he describes this bean dip in detail. She told me not to eat it. She told me not to eat the nachos with all the bean dip, but I ate all of it. I ate all of it. So and it must then have been I got delicious. diarrhea. I know. I bet it sounds great. But his diarrhea has subsided. Yeah. And yeah. then he asks Jasmine to massage his feet. It's just Which, such a weird play. I mean, the thing is, like, oh. Gino, Gino, if this is real, if their dynamic is actually real, Gino just really takes for granted how little effort he has to put in to get her in the mood. Really, though? It's yeah. it's kind of amazing. I, there are a lot of men that wish they could have as little effort <laughs> put in as Gino for their spouse to have sex with them all the time. And all he has to do is not be currently having diarrhea and demand foot massages. <laughs> and then she's fucking horny. She's like, Gino, you look so sexy. I'm like, he's in an old baseball cap, white socks and a robe. Like, are we looking at the same person? Like her, her sexuality is like from the upside down. I don't understand it at all. But if they're really into each other, great. Uh, good for them. Um, you look so sexy. What's under that robe? <laughs> <laughs> The hotel is actually really nice. I was like, Gino dropped some yeah. cash on like a nice trip. He didn't even yeah. complain about it, Kyle. They got in a plane, which they almost missed because of Gino's violent diarrhea. But they made the plane and then they show up at this like really nice hotel. And he never once complained about how much it cost. I think the real reason that he that he blew his load is that he kept that ball gag on her the entire time. He really liked that. Oh, he did. He did like that. And then, yeah, the toys, like, usually he'd be all grumpy about it. Like, I don't want to do this. Man. I don't know. He, I don't know, Jackman. Yeah, but he was into it. Or yeah. he pretended to be. Yeah, it, this is um, very explicit, you know. Uh, continues to be one of the most ex sexually explicit seasons in recent memory. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, I know that you said before, Kyle, like, do basic sex stuff first. But apparently, this got him going. That yeah, pink, uh, whatever Barbie works. pink lingerie and boots and the handcuffs and the gag. And uh, he think, does, like... I, I think that if Gino makes a request of Jasmine of a sexual nature, she will, she will fulfill it. I don't think there's anything off the table here. I don't think so either. She as seems long as very it eager involve another female uh, yes that would be disastrous and yeah. we hopefully never go there but i mean jasmine is so happy the next morning that he ejaculated for the very first time as she states many times over you've been a bad you've been a bad bad girl <laughs> gino just laughs at her comment he doesn't get angry i'm like is he drunk is he stoned like what why is he so happy that that's a a man that um, ejaculated somewhere other than his hand, presumably. I guess. Oh, do you think it was in the jacuzzi where the golden shower pee is? I think so. That's what it seems like. Gina was in the jacuzzi, and then she says that she pissed on him like a dog, and it was such <laughs> a romantic experience. And she, all she did is she stood up, and then she was like, Look at "My badge," and then just <laughs> just fire away. And then it's <laughs> all it takes. It was it was a lot of detail. We've gotten a, a lot. lot of details this season. I don't know why they're leaning into this. People want more sexually explicit details. Nobody asked for this. Nobody asked for David to describe the nature of Sheila's private parts nobody asked for to know how many people statler had sex with nobody asked to know how many times gino has ejaculated 
inside versus outside of Jasmine. Like no, nobody's asked. I mean, it's it's very it's very clear to me that this is producer driven. Yeah. Um, because it has ratcheted up like very steadily over time, and each season yeah. it seems to escalate. Uh, on tow, we have people shitting on Facetime in front of each other in an RV. That's that's, it, that's literally the first scene of the season. <laughs> so this is what TLC thinks that y'all want, you f- sick fucks. <laughs> what have you guys been putting on Facebook? What survey answers have you been giving to production when they send you a survey? This focus uh. group really <laughs> just, you know, no kink shame. Do what you got to no, do. Their, you know, whatever. do what you got to do. do yeah. You know, fire away. Um, well, you know, maybe ja- Razvan, you know, maybe Razvan just needs to piss on Amanda. That that maybe, would go over maybe. really well. I bet. Yeah. I mean, what better activity to do after a long, you know, bout of diarrhea. Yeah. Then horseback riding, you know? Yeah. After whipping each other and golden showers and bean dip diarrhea, I like to put on a helmet and go on a horse (laughs) in the jungle. You're a good horse. I'm here, horse. Here I am, horse. (laughs) Please don't kick me in the balls. They're finally working again. (laughs) You're a good horse. He's uh, feeling sexy and strong on the horse, Kim. He oh feels God. he feels powerful, you know. That's like a direct Ryan Gosling reference, isn't it? <laughs> oh, finally, finally I'm at the top of patriarchy. <laughs> I mean, they have a good time for exactly 5 minutes until Jasmine ruins it by bringing up Chino's family. And asking why cousin Dana has was an asshole to her on social media. This was so long ago. Like I remember this drama happening. Yeah. I mean, do you, um, but this is the weird thing about the comment. The comment on social media was, "Do you really love my cousin Gino for real?" And Gino was in quotations. I'm like, is this his real name? I think so. Yeah, his name is Gino Palazzo. Why the most Italian Gino name that's ever existed on this show. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the guy uh, doesn't even really bring up his family. He just casually mentions he wants to take a picture for his family. And that's enough for her to launch in. That's all he says. I mean, Gino should defend her to his family. And we've seen that. he doesn't Yeah. Really. No, he should. <laughs> and, and so, uh, Gino has the best idea that's ever happened uh, on Before the 90, and that's to arrange a FaceTime meeting with this person that clearly hates her and is going to be coached by production to really hate her um, because we can't have Gino. And, like, look, Gino and Jasmine, I think, contractually are not allowed to like each other for more than 48 hours. No, they're not. Absolutely. It's been like almost 40 hours at this point. It's just not allowed. Uh, I, I also really like the line that Jasmine says at the end. Talk to your family and tell them I take no criticism. Yeah, she says I don't take criticism what? lightly. You need to let them know. I don't take criticism lightly, Gino. <laughs> I mean, look, I think Gino's in the wrong telling Jasmine that it's her responsibility to reach out to Dana to clear the air. He is the aggressor here. This is not on her. Oh, I think Gino's going to be the middleman, but it's yeah. still a bad idea. Seems I like just, it's going like, to go really great, though, right? Don't fucking do this type of shit until you even get your visa approved, man. <laughs> Seriously. Hello, lovely listeners. Are you sad that this podcast is just about over? Are you watching The Other Way Season 6 and 90 Day UK Season 2 this summer? Do you just hate ads? If you want to listen to Kyle and I talk about the absurdity of the 90-day franchise of shows and occasionally other reality TV for even more hours every week, sign up for our premium podcast feed either via Patreon or with our 30-second sign-up on Supercast. It's only five bucks a month, so less than a Starbucks. It's extremely easy to sign up for and add to the podcast app of your choice, especially with Supercast. You'll get an extended version of this podcast weekly, usually an hour and a half to two hours long, and our 
our B-Sides episode, which drops on Tuesday night or Wednesday morning, where we cover The Other Way, 90 Day UK, and any other 90 Day shows that are currently airing. You'll also get full access to our complete podcast archive. So what are you waiting for? Treat yourself. Visit realitycraycray.com to sign up now. That's realitycraycray.com. Any any other uh, final final Good thoughts? episode. Very frustrating. Bad decisions. Please stop. That's my final <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> do you do you think there should be more peeing and shitting storylines in the remaining four to six episodes or less? You know, I gotta say, I feel like I've had my fill of shit related storylines. And um but peeing, I mean, we're really just scratching the surface. That's true. I would do more peeing. I, yeah, I'm here for down it. With that. Down yeah, with that. Let's do it. Especially uh, in a completely public place on someone else's property. Totally. Yeah. Yes. Especially uh, when you're yeah. having like local <laughs> um poorly paid service workers handling the cleanup. That's the best part. Oh, it's so bad. Thank you to Lomi for sponsoring the episode. If you're have always wanted to kind of try composting, but you don't have a yard or it just smells or it's cold outside for half the year where you live. It's a really cool. I, I use mine all the time. It's like the size of a crock pot. It sits on my counter. It's really, really pretty cool. We both have one. Yes. And yeah, we're having a lot of fun on Patreon talking about the other way, talking about 90 day UK. If you're not watching 90 day UK, it is by far the best show in the franchise. I'm obsessed with it. I love it so much. And yeah, if you want to listen to us talk about that, we have a super great time there too, especially when we're talking to in UK. Just go to realitycraycray.com. It's five bucks. And yeah, you'll get way more content and a longer main episode talking about before the 90s as well. Thanks for listening. We'll see y'all in two weeks-ish. Maybe like two weeks in a day. <laughs> Bye. Bye.